Hola, Libby. Yo soy Mónica y tú eres una querida amiga. I... <laughs> okay, that's me attempting to speak Spanish, as you may have guessed, because I'm a professional with the shame. Ooh, maybe? I don't know. What Spanish have you taken? I feel like we have pretty much the same <laughs> level of educationally trained Spanishes. Um, but um, it al I always think, I always think, Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo te llamas? Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo estás? ¿A dónde vas? Which is the most absurd song. It really is. I understand that. But it is a memory that's been implanted for me. And I don't know if it's real or not. I need you to confirm or deny, please, Lib. Emily, anyone out there who may have received the same Spanish teachings that I did as a, ch as a youth, as an adolescent, which I will say was not given. I really wish we had the opportunity to learn a foreign language earlier on because it's just easier. It's just easier, but I'm not complaining. I do appreciate the opportunity that we were given. Uh, anyway, that ridiculous song is one of the thing that, things that always comes to me when I, like, am thinking of greetings in Spanish. And um, I just need to know. It's, other people heard that song and were forced to sing that song, right? <laughs> right? I remember. I remember singing so many songs in Spanish class. This is right, right? <laughs> like, various, various Spanish classes. Like, I don't know when it started. Probably from the beginning. But I also remember... Um, I don't even remember his name. But, oh man, now it's gonna bug me. He's a Spanish teacher. <laughs> and I know he has a son who is the same age as Spencer. is named Manuel. And he would throw candy at us. Do you remember this? Is this recollect? Are you recollecting this? Were you? I I remember being in the Spanish class, sitting next to Laura. I remember I was in this. I, uh, I don't know. It's all calming to me. But uh oh, uh oh. Do you hear that crying? I hear a baby. See, here's the thing. I um I'm gonna divert and I'll go right off topic. But it was a topic I wanted to address with you nonetheless. Um, I'm in a weird situation here. I've created what you might call a recording booth. I don't know. It's terrible. It's a sad excuse for one, but it is one nonetheless. Scooty, where, what do you want, bud? He's crying because he can't get to me. It's really a tragedy. It really is a tragedy. Um, because I barricaded myself. Now, I don't know. Oh my God. Oh, I just realized where he was. Oh boy. Oh, he almost, oh. See, I'm having a little beverageino. Now, he almost tipped over my beverageino because I'm sipping on some amaretto. And when we, <laughs> I'm just, I'm going off the rails. I'll, I'll address every topic I want to address. I've started making a list. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I made a list. Um, anyway, so when I got, when I, Jared went, we were at Walmart. Now I'll tell you the weirdest thing about this Walmart. I don't know if you've experienced this Walmart here in the Stevens Point Plover, Lib or Emily or anyone else who might be listening to me. But this Walmart. I think it has to do with um, the regulations in Plover. I don't know. I have no idea what the reason is, but I think that the liquor needs to be sold in a separate area. So the Walmart does not have liquor in it. Now the Walmart in Wausau, you can just walk into the Walmart, walk up to the booze, grab the booze, buy the booze. You cannot do that in the Walmart in Stevens Point. You have to go to a separate storefront. Like literally you have to leave the Walmart, walk down to an attached building where people inevitably always park in front of. It makes me so irrationally angry. It's not irrational. It is fully rationally, fully rationally formed anger. Um, anyway, so I'm getting totally off track, <laughs> but what is new? Nothing is new in that front. Um, on that front, I should say. I don't know. Words are hard. Uh, anyway, so I, Jared, Jared was like, oh, I'm going to go get beer. Is there anything you want from the liquor store? And I'm like, yes, I want Amaretto, but I do not want the bottom shelf. I want DiGiorno because I could not remember. And I was like, I can't remember what it's called. Diorama, I can't remember. That's what I want. You know what I want. It's a fancier bottle. You know what I'm saying. Then... When I inevitably found him after he had purchased it, I walked up to him and was like, Di Sirono, that's the one. 
And um, he already knew. He knew. He had me. And he got it for me. <laughs> so here I am sipping on some. Because I created a sound booth for myself. And I deserve a little drinky poo. Uh, <laughs> but also, I don't know. what. Uh, I, why not just have a little drinky poo while I read some Frank to ya? <laughs> um, so yeah, I already had a slip. On, <laughs> I've, clearly, I've already had a little slip or two. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have one right now. Here. Mmm. Ooh, let that sit in my mouth a little bit. Mmm, that's good stuff. Now, to the business. To the business at hand. My situation. The reasons the cat almost spilled my DiSerono. Because it's setting on the twin bed. Now, things have changed. Things have changed here. For I, I, like I mentioned earlier, have created a, a recording booth of sorts. Um, and it is sitting next to the twin bed. And so I've barricaded myself in. And the only way that he realistically could get to me is to be jumping on the twin bed and then walking to me, which he did, which he stepped directly next to the glass, which is sitting on a pillow, which is stupid. I understand that. But as you can imagine, not very stable. So it almost tipped over my glass. But here we are. Here we are to the story at hand. <laughs> Don't worry, I've taken notes because I've learned. Now, this is what happens to me, Libby. I don't know if I've explained this to you before, because it happens every single MFing time. <laughs> I will be sitting. I'll be sitting. I'm always sitting. And it's really, I should not sit so much, but I do. Um, inevitably, I'm sitting usually on the couch. And usually I... Well, all the time. I'm not, I'm not alone all the time, but this always happens to me when I'm alone. So I sit there and then I'm thinking and I'm like, then that thinking turns into what feels like a conversation. Now, I fully understand it's not a conversation. All right. I'm not going to, I don't, I don't have to give, dis, I don't have to explain myself, but basically I have a conversation with you. And I'm like thinking of the things I want to tell you. And then I'm just saying them in my head. And then, well, then, then they're gone. They evaporate. They're gone. And because in the time that it takes me to realize that I should just get up and go record, then I do. I get up and I start moving towards that. And then, and then always, always there's a situation. And it's like, I have to figure out the situation to make it sound good. And the thing is, is that today, today's just been too much. It doesn't sound good. I understand this. I'm very sorry, <laughs> but I'm aware and I'm working on it. But here's the thing. I did have a stroke of genius. Yeah. I, so I have been recording at my desk, which is the same desk that I work at. However, that desk is by no means equipped with any sort of sound recording, um, Oh, what's the word? What's the word? Word, word, word. The dampening, the, um, it's not, it's not acoustically good. And, um, so I, there's a lot of echoes and things. And so I, I was like, I need to figure this out. So I just messed with it for so long. I'm sit Okay. I'll tell you this right now. I'm sitting in rec recliner. So that's a squeak. If you hear it, we are rocking in a recliner. So comfy, so comfy, but I had a stroke of genius. And I don't know if you, um, if you've seen it or not, or if you're aware, but okay, I'm in a rabbit trail. I'm a rabbit trail right on to a different story. This house. So I acquired this item because it came with the house and I purchased this house from an elderly woman who was moving into an assisted living facility. God bless and rest in peace, Dolores. She was like 90 something and blind and osteoporosis -y and arthritic and all the other things that happen to an old woman. And so because this house has stairs and effectively there's really nowhere to enter the house without going up or down some stairs, um, she moved. And now this is the craziest part, Libby. I don't know if you know this. This is the craziest friggin' part in this simulation. I swear we're living in a simulation because the simulation just doles out these little gems sometimes. And so this is what happens. Dolores is going to move into assisted living. Her family doesn't really live in the area. 
So they come, which, okay, uh, let me say this. From what I've heard, and I don't know how accurate this is, so it could be full BS that I was fed in order to purchase the house. But this is what I was told, is that Dolores, Dolores' father built this house. Built this house. He built this house. In the early 1900s, like 1920, I don't know, something like that. And then... She inevitably, I don't know, inherited or purchased or whatever. She raised her youths here and they went to Pacelli, I think. Um, and then she grew old here and maintained beautiful flowers from what I've been told. And then she moved into an assisted living facility. But here is the kicker. When she moved into that assisted living facility, who did her roommate become she became roommates with jared's maternal grandmother are you kidding me because jared's maternal grandmother god bless her she's still alive but her she's certainly not the same woman that she once was because dementia and alzheimer's have taken her have taken her brain basically um but anyway so this so jared's mom is her um what you call it the word you know what i mean the person who takes care of the things there's a word and i don't know remember it's not coming power of attorney that's it She's that, so she, so, and I mean, also, she's a good daughter and a good person, so <laughs> she spends time with her mom, and she, um, realizes that her, na her neighbor, they share, a, I think, what, ha what the situation was before Dolores passed away, was that their bedrooms connected to each other with a bathroom, so they shared a bathroom, and it's flashing me back to college, because that's how my college situation was in the dorms, but anyway, so is that crazy or hot? Now, I'm pretty sure, Del I don't know exactly when she passed away, but she passed away earlier this year. And so, anyway, my point is, is that <laughs> all of this is to say, her family, when they were moving her out, she had a lot of things that she had acquired over the years. And so, they were like, is it okay if we just leave some things here? And I was like, by all means, I am a new homeowner. I really don't care. Like, this house is humongy. So, with it came some, like, pretty cool finds. Like, a tool, like a large antique toolbox with tools. And there was, like, various, like, implements in the garage. Like, a rake and a shovel and all. You know, the business. And then in the basement. So, in the basement, I don't know if you're familiar. But my bathroom didn't have a shower until we put one there in the tub. And so, the shower was downstairs and they and there was the there's this room divider thingy if you know what I mean it's just like an accordion of walls like little panels linked together via hinges and they go wee -oo -wee. <laughs> and you can shape it however you want to make a wall a makeshift wall so my point is is that I went downstairs because I had a stroke of I was like that thing's not getting used I don't shower downstairs anymore I love it I'm so I love not showering downstairs that thing's not getting used it's folded up so I went downstairs I grabbed it I brought it up to the middle floor took a break because I am just out of shape then I wiped down the cobwebs that baby is caked with cobwebs on the um, bottom it had acquired a massive amount of hair and dust bunnies and cobwebs so I briefly wiped that down and then brought it upstairs well in the process of lugging it upstairs naturally there was a large spider crawling up it which jared is not here that's why i'm alone i well <laughs> obviously scooty is here as you heard um but i had to kill it by myself and before i killed it i i observed it and I think it was injured. I think it was downtown when I was going to, you know, I think it was down in that area when I was like wiping at the um, cobs at the bottom. I think it was in that business. And so I think I injured it. And so I, um, I watched it a little bit before I smushed it. Is, uh, so yeah, am I a hero? Yes. Is there a crumpled napkin with a dead spider laying in the hallway? Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. So, as I was saying before, I always think these things and I'm like, oh, I got to say all these things to Libby. And then um, it takes me forever to be able to sit down and say all the things. So, I usually forget all of the things that I mean to say. But I've been 
trying to make a habit of writing them down. So I did kind of take some notes. <laughs> Are you impressed? I know. Now, I seriously cannot remember the name of this Spanish teacher, but I had a thought. Oh, I wish I could remember his name, but do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> um, oh man, his last name, I feel like was really, like really common, but I cannot remember it. Anyway, I think he might be the first openly gay. Is he? Was he one? Oh, maybe one of the first openly gay teachers that I think I ever had. And um, I maybe I think that feels right to me. But um, maybe probably not the first gay teacher that I ever had. I don't know. Very curious. Um, but I also don't remember. I feel like we also listened to songs in Mrs. Soto's class. And I don't remember, I, I, I have no, no detailed memories about learning what songs were, but I do remember learning Juanes songs. And then I, do you remember those songs? <laughs> Juanes. Do you remember him? Because I do. And I remember buying his song, those songs on iTunes. And like, I remember having dial up internet and like waiting a full hour for those songs to download. And I still have them and I know them and I feel like I know all the words and I feel like I could just like sing La Camisa Negra to you. Tengo la camisa negra, porque negra tengo el alma. Yo partí, perdí la calma y casi pierdo hasta mi cama. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Te digo con disimula. Now, I don't know. Do I remember any of the what that means? No. I mean, some of it. Some of it I love. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a black shirt. Like, um... Um, yeah, because my soul, because I have a black soul, I think is, is that, the, is that the, I think those are, <laughs> but anyway, okay, sorry to get off track, but that's one of the ones that I remember, and I don't know if, there's certainly, there's gotta be more, there's gotta be more. Now, before I continue, I feel like I need to imbibe on my amaretto, because I'm beginning to regret, <laughs> I'm beginning to regret openly singing aloud for you. And I'm also just want to, if I haven't apologized yet, very sorry about the the quality of this audio. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There it goes. There's the rest of it I just drank from my glass. Um, Speaking of drinking, speaking of drinking. So this past weekend, we... Jared and I went to his sister's house for carving pumpkins. I did tell you about this. I recorded, I thought, on the very same day. Now, we did drink, and I did bring some wine and then drink it. And you know what happens to me on my very first glass of my very first couple of sips, on my very first glass of wine? Do you know what happens to me? I, again, am the victim of a hate crime. I hate crime via teenager. Now, again, you may say it's not a hate crime, but I hated it. And again, I have ripped this joke from the office because again, it is so good, but also true. So I'm drinking my wine and I look down and I see the beautiful heavenly face, cherubim face of my sweet god niece, my goddaughter, my niece. And she looks up at me and says, oh, getting a, uh, I don't even remember what the words she said. I'm so traumatized. Getting an early start, I see, or something to the effect. And I, I say, I take a swig and I say, I'm going to need some more of this before I can deal with teenagers. And her mother looks at me and says, what teenagers this one and puts a ha hand on her head and I said yes and she said just punch her <laughs> and you know what Libby she's not even a teenager yet she's only 11 years old oh the dear the dear dear I love her I love her I love her but she's <laughs> kids these days are growing up too fast I'm telling you but, um, oh, what can you say? What can you say? So anyway, we got, <laughs> we imbibed. We showed up late. 
Of course. We were in the latest, though, so bing, bing, boom. We did not lose. Um, We have some drinks. I drank plenty of wine. Now, I, now, I, I mean, sure. Did I drink, theoretically, almost two bottles of wine? Yeah, of course. But also, look at me. I'm a big bitch. I've got... <laughs> I have got a, I've got a, I've got a mass to inebriate. And if that mass has been fed, well, good luck inebriating it. And so that's kind of why I'm getting a little early start here. But I will say this, I don't know when Jared's going to get home, but it's now 6.33 p.m. Because I did take a break to feed and water, the, not water, not medicate even because we don't have medication, but to to, to give the cat what I needs. Um, he's not going to get home until late because his group couldn't even meet until four o'clock, which is just, that's painful. That hurts me. It hurts. <sighs> anyway, so yeah. So yeah. Um, oh yeah. My point was we got, we got a little schweisty now. I don't know what sister was drinking. I don't know what sister was drinking. Probably Trulies or Mike's Hard or something like that. Um, but she she is a small, physically in stature woman. She is a tough rambanxious. <laughs> she is a fighter though. So, but what I'm saying is I don't think it takes much to um, to get her there. <laughs> <laughs> but we were both just feeling ourselves and then she gave me a haircut, which <laughs> it's fine. I wasn't, I was like, I'm still fine with it. I was fine with it then and I'm fine with it now. But we were both intoxicated when I received my haircut. And <laughs> I will tell you this, Lab. I don't know if I told you my plans for my haircut, but I'll tell you what I told her. I said, I want kind of a mullet but kind of a mohawk, if you know what I mean. Like, I want basically the sides cut. That's what I want. <laughs> so that's what she gave me. And then, and it was, and, and, and then, and then because I'm not cool, I wish I looked cool. I wish I looked messy. But instead, I look like Zeke from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and that is also okay. It is fine. I've accepted it. I already have a partner, so it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm just trying to impress myself at this point. And I don't know. Um, but I am tempted to just grow it out, like grow it long, like grow longer mullet type deal. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I did take a shower this morning and took a good look at it after zhuzhing and <laughs> it did need a little bit of help a little bit of tri a little bit of handiwork on the side it was um a little uneven but that's uh that's fine I'm not I I I like the opportunity to get in there and cut it myself you know I really do um so yeah uh now I've been chatting for a long time but I do have other things to say oh <laughs> I'm gonna say them um, before I'm going to take, uh, I'm just going to take a little swig though. Mm-hmm. So as I had mentioned earlier, Las Vegas, we booked the tickets, baby. We booked the tickets. So we're going to Vegas, um, the 20, uh, the 20, no, January 19th through 22nd, I want to say, I don't know, something like that. Um, and I... I had the audacity to invite you guys without even realizing that I was inviting Emily on her birthday weekend. I had the audacity, but also perfectly timed. The audacity of mine. Um, yeah, so I don't know why, but then I'm just like, then I just have this flashback, Emily. When you told me it was your birthday, I was like, oh, what? Then I flashback. I was like, why do I feel like your birthday is on the 17th of January? It is very possible that you had a slumber party on the 17th of January <laughs> and that my brain was like now the 17th of January is the day that it is Ooh, I could look at a calendar but I don't even know what year but that's okay but I also have this vivid memory of being at your house for a slumber party for I thought maybe your birthday but maybe it wasn't your birthday but I remember Laura being there and I also remember Darcy being there I don't necessarily remember Libby or Kendra but that doesn't mean that you guys weren't there I do not know 
I do not know. I need to resurrect the photos. Those are the evidences. And I will do that. I really will. But I don't have my hard drive on me at the moment. So I'll get back to you on that one. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, ba 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 ba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I don't really have much else to say. I want, the only thing else I wanted to say is that I'm glad that you guys had a nice visit this past weekend. I saw, it looked like from, from the, um, from the social medias that I saw. You had a little visit and, uh, Libby, you went and visited Emily in Kanab. Looks like fun. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not jealous. I am jealous. It's fine. It's not jealous that's evil and hateful. It's jealous that is loving and just... Um, yearning, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Is that too strong? I don't know. That's fine. It's it's honest. All right. It's honest. And I don't know how much Amaretto I've sipped, but it's only going to get more fine from here. So if I recall correctly, I believe we're going to read chapter one of um, Frankenstein. Or, oh, this is the story I wanted to mention. <laughs> I closed my notes and didn't save them. I had the audacity. Um, but yeah, I really am going to read it to you, but I will tell you a story before I read it. But I'm going to read you chapter one of Frankenstein, or the Moder Modern Prometheus by Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley, Queen. Um, I wanted to say this. I have not read this book. However, I have read novel. I don't know what the word is. What are I, what are words? I haven't read this piece of literature except for excerpts that were featured in my sci-fi class. I think it was a sci-fi class. It was a, yeah, it was for sure a sci-fi class. I for sure took a sci-fi class my senior year of high school. I remember this. I remember this Libby. I remember it in detail because I remember this class being the only class that I ever had in the Green Heck building. And I was like, the audacity of you to put me in the Green Heck building when all of my other classes are one mile away in the other building where every other class in this school takes place. Now, that's that might be ridiculous, but it's not. It was an English class. I shouldn't have to be trekking to the green heck for it, but whatever. Now, I had to tr I I had this credit because I needed to fill space because I was like, "You know what? I am not taking AP Gov. I'm not taking AP Psych. I am not taking AP European History. I'm not taking AP English or whatever that uh, literature, AP lit AP lit. I'm not taking any of that." I'm not taking any of that. I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> no, okay. Um, but actually, I wasn't going to take it. So I signed up myself a little um, little sci-fi, little elective credit. And I was in a class with people I never would have been in a class with otherwise. And it was a, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful situation that I could not look back on and remember. Um... But anyway, so I remember this class in the Green Heck building and my teacher was Mr. Sale. And in this class, you may recall these names. I'm going to dredge them from the deep depths of the high school yearbook and say, I was surrounded by Jacob Brinkman, Mally Wittick, and Brandon Lamping. Now, there were plenty of other people in this class, but they were, I think, underclassmen. And so, whatever, I wasn't paying attention to them, really. Because these were my, not Brandon. Brandon didn't count as my people. I don't count him as my people. Now, I will say this. I do believe that senior year sci-fi class is the first time that I have ever earned myself someone calling me a cunt. And I was so goddamn proud I cannot believe how proud I was. You can't believe it. I shouldn't have been so proud. But I don't know what I did. See, now here's the thing. I remember this. We had sci-fi. Jacob Brinkman, Brandon Lamping, and myself were in sci-fi class and then immediately had um, AP Calc. So um, I don't know why. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I said. 
But I did not like Brandon because he's, I don't know, frankly, he was not, he wasn't, he wasn't it, okay? He was a scrub. And I just um, didn't put up with it. And so um, he thought that he was calling me the ultimate insult. And so for that, I thought it was hilarious because he thought he was burning me so bad by calling me a cunt. And I'm like, baby, I love that. I will embrace that word. You have one, you are one. You know, I have one and I am one. That's fine. I'm fine. It's cool. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. It's the first time I've ever really embraced. Well, nah, actually the first time I've ever embraced making someone angry, but like on that level, like his anger became my joy. It really was amazing. Um, but anyway, I do remember this. I, this is, so we read excerpts from, the whole point is that we read excerpts from this book and I never read the whole thing. Um, but I remember Brandon Lamping telling me that he thought for sure that our teacher was high. And I was just like, and back in those days, I had very um, staunch feelings on marijuana. And I thought, what a claim for you to make. Now, looking back on it, is it possible? I have no idea. I guess it's possible. Is it a credible claim? I have absolutely no idea. I had, I didn't know what to look for at the time. So I just thought the audacity of you to say that, but um, perhaps it was true. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not accusing anyone of anything. Now this is full, this is like to at least 10 years ago. So nothing can be held against anybody, right? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> but okay. That's all I wanted to say. So I'm going to take another swig of Amaretto and then we are going to read chapter one. Now here's a problem. I am pretty sure. I'm pretty sure chapter one, chapter one, we're diving straight into the story of the stranger, i.e. the creature, i.e. the form on the sled on the ice cubular that Mr. Robert Walton, am I getting this name correct? He picked up on board his ship and then wrote some letters back to, um, good God, Margaret, he wrote letters to you, um, about him and this is his story. So I remember reading that he had a foreign accent. Now I have zero idea what that actually means. And I have also zero care what that actually means because I'm just going to go ahead and read with my voice that I always, <laughs> my voice that always comes out of my face. So here we go. This is chapter one. I am by vert. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. On that note, I'm going to take another swing right away. All right. I am, by birth, a Genevieve. Genevieve. What incarnation is this? Am I to know what this is? I'm going to search the internet webs. Oh, sure. A Genevieve? No, I don't know how that... I actually don't know how you say it, but... Um, of or pertaining to Geneva in Switzerland. Genevan. This means Genevan, okay? Geneva. Le not Lake Geneva. Though I would venture to guess that Lake Geneva was named after people who may have come from Geneva. <laughs> All right, here we go. I am by birth a Genevise, and my family is one of the most distinguished of that republic. My ancestors had been for many years counselors and syndics, and my father had filled several public situations with honor and reputation. Public situations. Can we... S now, I want to ask everyone out there. I want to ask every American out there. Every American. Do you think that the public situations that are held are held with honor and reputation? I do not think so, and I will say so. I will just say that. It, it is the... <laughs> Tis the season. Now, Libby, I know you aren't hearing these same... And Emily, you aren't hearing these same names just spewed across your TV. But it is so irritating. It is literally so irritating. The amount of mail that I'm getting, and it's just like... 
Tim Michaels, Tony Evers, Mandela Barnes. Are you kidding me? Back off. I don't give a crap. Back off with your things. I don't care. All right. That's my, that's me and my election, my election, um, rant. Okay. Ready, go. Of course, the year is 17 dash, so... Life is maybe okay for an idealist. I don't know. Or it's going to be okay or it is it, it is being okay. <laughs> or it is okay. Oh, that I think every time I flub, I need to take a little swig rune and and there we can slowly <laughs> not so slowly devolve. Hmm. All right, here we go. Oh, actually one more thing I wanted to mention. So sorry, Liv. You know, I'm not even sorry. I'm not sorry. Who oh, I'm not even who I even apologizing to? I'm not apologizing to nobody. I'm gonna read this when I get to it, baby. My point was we're gonna see SpongeBob on Friday. And I bought the tickets, baby. I bought the tickets. I bought a ticket for me. I bought a ticket for my mom. I bought a ticket for Jared. I bought a ticket for Caitlin. No. My mother, this was like a full week ago that I was like, do you want to go to Spongebob? And she's like, yes. And I was like, does dad want to go to Spongebob? And she was like, dad says that he'll go if Jared goes. And I'm just like, okay, well, if that's an answer. And so then I was like, all right, later I was going to order the tickets. This is like days ago. So I was like, going to order the tickets. I was like, is dad going to Spongebob? And he's like, no. And I'm like, all right. So then I just assume, maybe, perhaps I should have double checked with Derbs, but I didn't. I was like, all right, Derbs is fully in. So I'm buying the tickets. I bought four tickets. I got a 15% squidward discount. And then my mother has the audacity to, <laughs> shout out mom, love you mom, has the audacity <laughs> to call me and say, Monica, when, what time is that SpongeBob musical? I'm like, I don't know, like seven, seven on Friday. She's like, what am I going to do? I was like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? Like, I didn't say this. Now, of course, I'm not verbalizing. I've learned. You might guess that I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes a fast learner. Other times a very slow learner. I think it has to do with stubbornness. I'm not really sure. And perhaps fully embracing the, uh... <laughs> anyway, we're not going to get carried away there. But the point is. Is that my mother is just like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? You're going to come because I heard about the tick button and say that. And she was like, what time? I'm, I've got to work. And I didn't realize I was on this on the six o'clock shift and I've got to be on the phones. And I'm just like, okay, well, guess what? Here's the thing, love. This musical is being presented to us by the, I think, I don't know, I'm just going to spout something off and hope it's okay. Central Wisconsin Theater. <laughs> sea whacked. Sea whacked. Um, and so it's happening at the theater that is part of the building that my mother is employed for. Now, of course, she's on a hybrid schedule, which means she only has to come to the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But I'm pretty sure that the doors are would not lock her out if she wanted to come work from there on Friday. And so I suggested thus to her. Now, granted, it has been a while. I understand it's been a full long time since I've showed up to the office on a Friday because I'm a lazy sack. And when I roll out of, <laughs> when I awake on a Friday, I'm usually like, ah, I can lay in bed extra X, Y, Z minutes if I work from home. And so I'm going to do that. But understanding that you've already see I just I was just like you already said that you were gonna call so I, if she doesn't want to come that's fine I just like don't understand why she was calling me as if it was my problem is all my point okay so Spongebob music I'm looking forward to and all I'm saying also is that Spongebob is available for streaming on Prime Video if you're looking for a Spongebob hookup so I found because I was looking for a Spongebob hookup because of course I need to analyze these characters before I appear to watch the musical and then I can say, Amber, you did an excellent job. Amber being my product owner of my team. Shout out Amber. Of being, you did an excellent job of being Sandy Squirrel. And her husband is playing Patrick 
star. So I'm just pretty excited. I'm just very excited. Okay, I'm gonna take one more. <laughs> um, I don't know if alcohol is the answer, but maybe I'm gonna take a swig of this and then we're gonna keep reading it. I'm gonna stop getting carried away. I think that's the last point that I actually wanted to make and I can feel things echoing around me. So the sound booth is not working and I do apologize for that again, but here we go. Okay. Oh, were you just thinking that you love me so much? Because I was thinking that I love you so much. Fellow human being and listener. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean that as a joke. I don't mean that laugh as if to say that what I said before that is not true because it is. All right, here we go. He was respected by all who knew him for his integrity and indefatigable. <laughs> I'm going to set this glass down right now because I can feel it hitting me. <laughs> that moment, that moment when you go to the bathroom and then stand up, that's the moment when you know you've had too much to drink. Okay, here we go. He was respected by all who knew him for his integrity and indefatigable. I think that's what it is, but I don't know how to say it, but I think it's like, we're just like using a lot of prefixes here. Indefatigable. Indefatigable. I don't know. In def in de <laughs> attention to public business. Scooty, please. I did feel, I mean, it's been 54 minutes. My baby boy, my dearest hon. I gotta hold my glass just to be, just to be careful. He's gonna try and find me. He passed his younger days. We're talking about the creature's father now. <laughs> sort of fully lost track of where we are. He Scooty baby boy, honey bunny, we are in the middle of something. He passed his younger days perpetually occupied. Now, if you're new here, I, I'm i just going to say this for Clavin and Jason fully. Um, That is the cat that you may have seen in a meeting or two. He is the creature that, the, cre the creature, he is the creature that inhabits my home. And he is a brown tabby, and you've certainly seen him. So anyway, he's in the cover art. <laughs> All right. If you're trying to look, if you're trying to look for a face to the name, if you're trying to look for a face to that voice, that's where you find it. Scooty, baby, honey, where are you? Oh, there you are, baby boy. Okay, he found me. He's on the bed. Okay, here we go. He passed his younger days perpetually occupied by the affairs of his country. A variety of circumstances had prevented his marrying early, nor was it until the decline of life that he became a husband and father of a bit uh, of a business. What am I saying? Scooty, please lay down. Husband and fa the father of a family. As the circ oh, speaking of families, speaking of families, um, tis the season to be filling out your benefit information. So if you haven't done that, um, do that. Actually, Libby, I'm just fully curious because I'm a, I'm just like a nosy nose. I'm just like, whose insurance do you take? Are you going to take Rye Guy's insurance? Are you going to take your insurance? Who, you've probably got better insurance, right? Because it's through university, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm very curious to know. Um, yeah, I've got to sign up for, um, for um for that and actually I just want to say this it was pretty funny today because I think today or yesterday was like the first day that we could actually sign up for stuff or like put in what benefits we want to get for next year and so the Dan chat now I think I've mentioned the Dan chat but it's a chat at work that I am very privileged to be a member of um the Dan chat was blowing up because the Bergman I don't know if I've mentioned the Bergman but he's a very bright bulb on a sister team of mine he was doing all sorts of calculations and graphical equations in order to demonstrate the cost payoff of our insurance and I appreciate it though but I don't understand it and that's where I go wrong <laughs> okay but actually I'm so sorry Occupied by the affairs of his country. I mean, lame, but maybe not that lame because it seems like you get pretty sweet bennies. Um, anyway, okay. I've I think I might just finish this up. I don't never fill it up because I feel pretty good. Anyway, a variety of circumstances had prevented his marrying early. Nor was it until the decline of life. Oh yeah, I've already said all of this. I'm fully sorry that I already 
<laughs> this is a trip. Okay. As the circumstances of his marriage illustrate his character, I cannot refrain from relating them. One of his most intimate friends was a merchant who, from a flourishing state, fell through numerous mischances into poverty. This man, whose name was Beaufort, Beaufort, this is, I feel like I'm saying it wrong, Beaufort, 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 <laughs> B-E-A-U-F-O-R-T, Beaufort, right, Bootyfart, was of a proud and unbending disposition and could not bear to live in poverty and oblivion in the same country where he had formerly been distinguished for his rank and magnificence. Oh. Oh. I mean, that's fair, but also, okay. Having paid his debts, therefore, in the most honorable manner, he retreated with his daughter to the town of Lucerne, where he lived unknown and in wretchedness. Hold on, if he's living unknown, then how do you know that he's wretched? I mean, are you telling me... Oh, wait, are you telling me... Hold on a second. He retreat. Is the wretchedness the part where he's living with his daughter? Because I don't really want to know. My father loved Beaufort with... <laughs> Beaufort. That's what I'm going to go with. We're going to go with Beaufort. It feels right. With the truest friendship and was deeply grieved by his retreat in these unfortunate circumstances... He bitterly deplored the false pride which led his friend to a, to a conduct so little worthy of the affection that united them. He lost no time in endeavoring to seek him out, with the hope of persuading him to begin the world again through his credit and assistance. Oh, sorry. I feel like I can't breathe. I mean, I know I can't. You hear that? I can't breathe through my left nostrils. The tragedy. Beaufort had taken effectual measures to conceal himself, and it was ten months before my father discovered his abode. Oh, wow. Now, I'm just going to say this before I finish off my amaretto, which I really, I didn't measure it, but I feel like I didn't actually have that much. I will say this, though. I think what it's, um, what's happening is that I've, on an empty stomach, because this girl had lunch at Mackie D's, Libby. Hashtag McSisters. <laughs> um, I had a McChicken for lunch with a medium Diet Coke, of course. But, um, I'm feeling a little empty, which is why this is hitting the spot so sweet, if you feel me. Hmm. Okay. And there it goes. Overjoyed at this discovery, of course, this discovery being Beaufort. Beaufort. Are these, I don't, what, are we just like seeking out old friends? Is that fully the nature of this? Or what's the deal? Overjoyed at this discovery, he hastened to the house, which was situated in a mean street. A mean street near the Russe? <laughs> I don't know what that is. We're going to yingle we're not yugling it because we're yuck yuck going it. Oh, of course. It's, um, Rus. Rus is a river in Switzerland. The, I don't know, I really don't know how to say this because I'm not listening to how to say it, but it's a river. It's a river in Switzerland. Okay. A mean street. What is a mean street? Is that like a rough neighborhood? Or <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a mean street. This is pretty cool. I don't know. That's okay. But when he entered, oh, misery and despair alone welcomed him. Oh, what a tragedy. Beaufort had saved, but a very small sum of money from the wreck of his fortunes. But it was sufficient to provide him with sustenance for some months. And in the meantime, he hoped to procure some respectable employment in a merchant's house. The interval was, consequently, spent in inaction. Um, if that isn't the story of my life, his grief only became more deep, deep, deep and rankling when he had leisure for reflection. Again, same, and it at length 
it took so fast hold of his mind that at the end of three months he lay on a bed of sickness, incapable of any exertion. Not the same. I feel like I should reread that sentence. It's such a long sentence. Like, some of these sentences are just so long, but I'm going to pretend like we I didn't just interrupt the heck out of that. <laughs> His daughter attended him with the greatest tenderness, but she saw with despair that their little fund was rapidly decreasing and that there was no other prospect of support. But Carolyn Beaufort, Beaufort, possessed of mind of an uncommon mould, and her courage rose to support her in her adversity. Holy shit, she's a woman with a brain! Oh, we never heard of that! <laughs> she procured plain work, she plaited straw, and by various means contrived to earn a pittance scarcely sufficient to support life. Where the crawdads sing. Several months passed in this manner. Her father grew worse. Her t Okay. Can I just say this, Libby? I want to just backtrack. I'm going to back right track. I'm going to back right track over to the pittance scarcely sufficient to support life and say this. I Have you ever gotten the inkling? Because I certainly have from men. And when I say men, I mean people with penises. They seem jealous AF that other people with penises are willing to pay for ridiculous material I or and or activity from people with vaginas and it is hilarious because here's the deal every woman knows if you have to resort to the worst you can but you certainly don't want to but it seems like every man is bitter about that fact and the problem is is that it's every man's fault for being a customer that that potential for a woman a woman exists and that is my ted talk Shh, okay <laughs> okay here we go several months passed in this manner her fra her <laughs> okay i'm gonna take a deep breath and i'm gonna be okay uh, i am a little bit drunk and i think maybe this is the key this is the key to having a wonderful time no, it's not. I can have... Uh, no. Can I be sober and have fun? Not convinced of it. All right. Continuing. This is not a time for you to interject. If you're fixing to interject. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Her father grew worse. Oh. Her time was more entirely occupied in attending him. Oh. Her means of subsistence decreased. Hmm. And in the tenth month... Her father died in her arms, leaving her an orphan and a beggar. Oh, bummer. That really sucks for her. This last, of course, can you hear me scrolling? I mean, I mean fully to get a, a, a physical copy of this book so I can turn pages in your ear. If that is what you seek, please let me know. This last blow overcame her and she knelt by Beaufort's coffin weeping bitterly when my father wait when my oh of course of course this is a stranger the last blow overcame her and she knelt by Beaufort's coffin weeping bitterly when my father entered the chamber he came like a protecting spirit to the poor girl who committed herself to his care and after the in uh, inter interment the interment the interment of his friend he conducted her to what? Okay, I'm gonna I, I'm search the internet internet webs. It's the act or ceremony of interring. Oh, inter. Oh, inter. inter there's only one R, so of course. Okay, so they interred his friend, and he conducted her to Geneva, and which is where he lived, I assume, because we're Genevieve, and placed her under the protection of a relation. Two years after this event, Caroline became his wife. Oh, that's sketchy. There was a considerable there was a considerable difference between the ages of my parents. 
But this circumstance seemed to unite them only closer in bonds of devoted affection. Oh. There was a... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop commenting because it is, I do feel like it is becoming annoying. <laughs> I'm annoying myself if I may say so. There was a sense of justice in my father's upright mind, which rendered it necessary that he should approve highly to love strongly. Oh. Interesting. I'm sorry, I cannot stop commenting because I feel like I have to read every sentence and then think about what does that actually mean because it's using words that I wouldn't normally use. Perhaps during former years he had suffered from the late discovered unworthiness of one beloved and so was disposed to set a greater value on tried worth. There was a show of gratitude and worship in his attachment to my mother. Differing wholly from the doting fondness of age, for it was inspired by reverence for her virtues, and a desire to be the means of, in some degree, recompensing her for the sorrows she had endured, but which give in a, which, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm about to hiccup, excuse me, but which gave inexpressible grace to his behavior to her. Everything was made, excuse Everything was made to yield to her wishes and her convenience. Oh, what a life, queen! He strove to shelter her as a fair ex- oh, as a fair exotic as sheltered by the gardener from every rougher wind and to surround her with all that could tend to excite pleasurable emotion in her soft and benevolent mind. What? Hold on. Soft and benevolent mind. Soft mind? Is she... I'm going to keep going. Her health and even the tranquility of her hitherto constant spirit had been shaken by what she had gone through. During the two years that had elapsed previous to their marriage, my father had gradually relinquished all his public functions, and immediately after their union they sought the pleasant climate of Italy, Italy, and the change of scene and interest attendant on a tour through that land of wonders as a restorative for her weakened frame. From Italy they visited Germany and France. I, their eldest child, was born at Naples, and as an infant accompanied them in their rambles. I remained for several years their only child. Much as they were attached to each other, they seemed to draw inexhaustible stores of affection from a very mine of love to bestow them upon me. My mother's tender caresses and my father's smile of benevolent pleasure while regarding me are my first recollections. I was their plaything and their idol and something better, their child. The innocent and helpless creature bestowed on them by heaven, whom to bring up to good, and whose future lot it was in their hands to direct to happiness or misery, according as they fulfilled their duties towards me. With this deep consciousness of what they owed towards the being to which they had given life, added to the active... You know, honestly, I really do feel like if I had um, given someone life, I would really feel a deep consciousness... Um, uh, owed towards them. Scooty, what do you, what could you possibly need from me, my dear? Uh, anywho, where was I? God, the sentence. Okay. Dude, what do you want? With this deep consciousness of what they owed towards the being to which they had given life. Why? Oh my god, where are you even? Oh, I see you. Go away. Sweetie, I already gave you what you want. He's. Okay, I cannot believe the audacity. Can you believe the audacity that he's asking me for things that I already gave him? We need to get this done here. Okay, with this deep consciousness of what they owed towards the. This sentence. Oh no, I didn't. Just kidding. It's so long. With this deep consciousness of what they owed towards the being to which they had given life, added to the active spirit of tenderness that animated both, it may be imagined 
that while during every hour of my infant life I received a lesson of patience, of charity, and of self-control, I was so guided by a silken cord that all seemed but one train of enjoyment to me. Oh, interesting, interesting words here. For a long time, I was their only care. Oh, there goes my clinking bottles. No, just kidding. It's a clinking bottle against my glass. Because the cat is fixing to come down here out of my lap. All right. For a long time, I was their only care. My mother had much desired to have a daughter, but I continued their single offspring. When I was about five years old, while making an excursion beyond the frontiers of Italy, they passed They passed a week on the shores of the lake of Como. Como. Como te llamas. <laughs> Como. Their benevolent disposition often made them enter the cottages of the poor. This to my mother was more than a duty. It was a necessity, a passion, remembering what she had suffered and how she had been relieved. For her to act in her turn, the art in her turn, the guardian angel to the afflicted. During one of their walks, a poor cot in the foldings of a veil attracted their notice as being singularly disconsolate. While the number of half-clothed children gathered about, it spoke of penury in its worst penury, penury. In its worst shape. Let's go ahead and search that weird. Extreme want or poverty. Of course. Oh, I could have guessed. Destitution. One day when my father had gone by himself to Milan, my mother, accompanied by me, visited this abode. She found a peasant and his wife hardworking, bent down by care and labor, distributing a scanty meal to five hungry babes. Among these... There was one which attracted my mother far above all the rest. She appeared of a different stock. The four others were dark-eyed, hardy little vagrants. This child was thin and very fair. Her hair was the brightest living gold, and despite the poverty of her clothing, seemed to set a crown of distinction on her head. Her brow was clear and ample, her blue eyes cloudless, and her lips and the molding of her face so expressive of sensibility and sweetness that none could behold her without looking on her as of a distinct species of being heaven sent and bearing a, a I wanted to say clandestine, but that's not the word, celestial stamp in all her features. Okay, sorry for the interruption. Scooty is the worst. Now, if this is an Aryan, I myself say myself. The peasant woman, perceiving that my mother fixed eyes of wonder and admiration on this lovely girl, eagerly communicated her history. She was not her child, but the daughter of a Milanese nobleman. Her mother was a German and had died on giving her birth. The infant had been placed with these good people to nurse. They were better off then. They had not been long married, and their eldest child was but just born. The father of their charge was one of those Italians nursed in the memory of the antique glory of Italy, one among the, oh boy, Chavi Ognor Frementi. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to Google it. I'm not Google it. I'm going to duck to go. I'm not going to tell me that it means. Oh. Slaves forever in rage. Okay. Who exerted himself to obtain the liberty of his country. He became the victim of its weakness. Whether he had died or still lingered in the dungeons of Austria was not known. His property was confiscated. His child became an orphan and a beggar. She continued with her foster parents and bloomed in their rude abode fairer than a garden rose among dark-leaved brambles. When my father returned from Milan, he found playing with me in the hall of our villa a child fairer than pictured cherub, a creature who seemed like Libby herself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a creature who seemed to shed radiance from her looks. 
I mean, if that isn't Livy herself, then who am I to speak? And whose form and motions were lighter than the chamois of the hills. What is a chamois? And did I say that properly? I don't know. Um, what? Alpine, it's a species of goat antelope native to the mountains of, I feel like I've Googled this before. Okay, whatever. The chamois of the hills. The apparition was soon explained. With his permission, my mother prevailed on her rustic guardians to yield their charge to her. They were fond of the sweet orphan. Her present... Seriously, this seems so messed up to be like, oh, that's a pretty baby. Give it to me. Her presence had seemed to... to he had seemed a blessing to them. But it would be unfair to her to keep her in poverty. And want when providence afforded her such powerful protection. They consulted their village priest. And the result was that Elizabeth Lavenza became the inmate of my parents' house. My more than sister, the beautiful and adored companion of all my occupations and my pleasures. Everyone loved Elizabeth. The passionate and almost reverential attachment with which all regarded her became, while I shared it, my pride and my delight. On the evening previous to her being brought to my home, my mother said had said playfully, I have a pretty present for my victor tomorrow. He shall have it. And when, on the morrow, she presented Elizabeth to me as her promised gift, I with childish seriousness, interpreted her words literally, and looked upon Elizabeth as mine, mine to protect, love, and cherish. All praises bestowed on her I received as made to a possession of my own. We called each other familiarly by the name of cousin. No word, no expression could body what could body forth the kind of relation in which she stood to me my more than sister since till death she was to be mine only Ooh, spooky but i guess this isn't this this must be victor frankenstein dun 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 <laughs> bye